Shall we start then? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what we're doing. Do you want to start That's off right. with? Um... I'll start. I'll start. No, I'm just going no, to basically. No, 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 no. Hang on. Wait. Let me start. Let me start. What do you mean you want to start? All right. Go I ahead. want to start. I want. To, I want to start with my quote of the day on my calendar. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hit me. So so today, Thursday, the 26th of January. Yeah. We have to em- embrace good vibes, learn to let things flow, which is very good for this podcast. There's no need to force outcomes. I like that a lot. And once you're in harmony with the universe, what's meant to be yours will come to you. Uh, what's meant to be yours will come to you. To the Bare Bones Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to uh, our first episode. Leo, we've made it. We made it to episode one. We've made it to episode one. We've been talking about this for the better part of what two years? Easily. Something like that. Something like that. Easily. So, I like the I, I like the fact that you want to lead it as well because you know I, I I'm pretty sure I would think that I could lead this, but then probably couldn't. Listen, I'm sure you could. But you know what? We don't want to force any outcomes. So <laughs> that's it. That's it. I do like it. I do like the idea of not forcing outcomes and not being results driven. Uh, yeah. Which is which, which is good when you're in a brand like ours. <laughs> that's quite a challenging uh, prospect, um, really, given that uh, the, the the business we're in is like purely results driven. Um, and you know we'll talk about that in a little bit but before we jump into the conversation should we kind of uh, give a bit of a heads up of what what we want to get out of this podcast what we're hoping for um and uh, all that good stuff what what can people expect over the next um sort of six to twelve months i'll make it up as we go along i guess um i mean i'd, I'd love for people to get a sense of the people behind the brand you know the menu um and i guess other people that have kind of joined us along the way the ups and the many downs of uh of running a clothing label fresh out of the pandemic or fresh into the pandemic shall i say and i think it's uh it's it's about i guess building a little bit more connection with people that may be into ghost club or maybe into building brands or maybe into, you know, streetwear clothing. Um, and if we can help anybody, even in the slightest bit to avoid kind of some of the pitfalls, then yeah, I'd be pretty, pretty happy with that. I mean, that was a great answer. Oh, good. Well done. Well Thanks. done. Thanks, mate. Are we done now? <laughs> yeah, we're done. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, I thought today we could uh, we could start from the beginning, um, which is uh, effectively um, how did Ghost Club start? Why did it start? Um, and our history and um, kind of what brings us uh, here today. Um, so so let's jump in uh, straight away with that first question of um, like where where did this idea come from? Well, you and I have run clothing labels before um un- unsuccessfully well hold on a minute Let, let's let's define that success because we had some wild moments uh with that first clothing company yeah i guess i'm talking about financial success um, oh yeah but no, that's not something we're we're uh experiencing. yeah we have a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's 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 not us yeah i guess yeah i guess we definitely had some success uh with previous iterations of clothing companies well, hang on. Let's let's lean on that uh, like uh, original um, incarnation of of the clothing mm-hmm. chapter because I, I guess this whole thing starts when we first met. Uh, it was at a party, mm-hmm. and you were about to launch a clothing company. I seem to remember, and I wanted to get into that game. And I remember just I mean I just met you, but I was like I need this guy's knowledge. Um, and so I remember picking your brains all night just to try and get a feel for like how independent clothing companies could work. So we're talking about a time when 
uh, there weren't really that many clothing companies, independent clothing companies around. Um, like the big one was was Drop Dead, right? Yeah, but this is like 2004 or five, right? Yeah. So a good 17 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> this is this is uh, we're, we're we're playing in sort of unknown territory. Um, I didn't have a clue. Um, there, yeah, there's, there, felt... there's there's not a lot of resources on the internet either as well. Nah. There's not there, there, there's not as much information about these types of things as mm. as there is now. So uh, you launched your clothing company um, when it was. What two? What did you say? Two thousand five, something like that. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I can't remember exactly when it was, uh, but yes, yeah, around that time. It's around that time. Had, so, so we, so I had a com- I had a clothing company called Clothes for Heroes. Clothes for Heroes was called Clothes for Heroes because originally it was um, called that because Malcolm McLaren, Vivian Westwood had a shop on the King's Road. Um, can't remember. Was their shop called Sex? I think no, that's right. No, yeah. no, no, no. Actually, no. It's called Seditionaries. It's called oh, Seditionaries. Okay. Yeah. So they had a they had a company, uh, a clothing shop called Seditionaries, and then in brackets, it was Clothes for Heroes. And so we kind of like took that little little name from it. Anyway, so we, I was at university at this point. We were had no idea about marketing stuff selling stuff it was definitely in the myspace times as well so we were kind of like putting together some really basic graphics that we would put on uh kind of i don't know what what do you call it like um mock-ups of of shirts not 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 even kind of like you know like photographic mock-ups but like illustrated mock-ups and we we would put them on myspace and and sell through that um and i guess that's that's kind of like at that point it was myself and one other or two others working on it and then at some point it was myself you and a guy called james Mm. because because somebody ducked out basically um and during that time you know we were we, we were quite lucky in terms of kind of racking up some promotion i mean we we kind of we're quite in that rock scene both of us and we still i guess we still are um so you know we were we were able through contacts to have uh like yumi at six and enter shikari wearing some of our clothes in photo shoots that were then published in magazines which then we could use to promo mm. um we we're able to build a quite a, a big kind of friends was it called friends on MySpace? Like a friends list? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like, so we had, you'd have your top, top eight and then you'd have your friends. And then, oh, yeah, that's it. Your top eight. Yeah. <laughs> and so, we, so, so we had, we had about like, I don't know, 30 or 40,000 friends. At, at, by the time MySpace decided that it didn't want to be MySpace anymore. Um, yeah. And we would go to festivals like Give It a Name and, you know, hand out clothes to, you know, bands like Newfound Glory and The Used, that kind of thing. Yeah. Vibe. I mean, that was such a wild time, wasn't it, to uh, get that invite uh, for for give it a name. Um, we we were there effectively under the banner of Truth Custom Drums. So I just got that deal with Truth, um, mm-hmm. playing their kits, and um, the UK rep invited us along. He was a fan of the brand, and he was the one who put us in front of um, both Enter Shikari and Paramore, which was really cool. Um, but that was crazy, wasn't it? Like meeting all those artists, giving them T-shirts. Uh, do, do you remember we met the used and um, basically uh, the highlight of that moment was um, having a fun war with the bass player from the used. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, having a, having a fun war with Jeff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that I guess the the biggest moment that I don't know to look back on, other than kind of enjoying it at that point was um i guess hayley williams from paramore wearing one of our t-shirts on stage and having photos on the internet of her wearing some of our stuff which was you know paramore are pretty big we were fans and it it was just a it was it was a cool moment 
really cool moment. Unfortunately, um, we didn't really know how to maximize on these cool moments. Uh, the death of MySpace definitely contributed, but also we, uh, we got involved with other stuff. Um, I was uh, touring a lot uh, and playing in, in some bands and, and you were working um, with some record labels. And um, so unfortunately it kind of, uh, it sort of died a natural death, but I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, but it's always um, kind of sparked that uh, desire to do something creative like a clothing company. And, yeah, it's uh, hard. It's, it, it's 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 hard though. It's it's, uh, it, it's it hard, hard to it's, it's hard to be as creative as you would like to kind of do something on a small scale. It is for sure. But let's let's fast forward a few years to um, the Ghost Club uh, idea um, because you I seem to remember you called me completely out of the blue or you sent me a message completely out of the blue saying I'm going to be like launching this clothing company. Uh, what do you think? So, like, what was uh, what were the thoughts like uh, behind Ghost Club? How did you get to that point where you wanted to start it? I was in a relationship that was kind of dying, I guess, a death, and I needed something to kind of uh, focus on. And I guess I I kind of tend to focus and dive more into work when stuff like that happens. Um, and I was already kind of like busy enough with my kind of day to day jobs like I have a couple of kind of music related jobs that I do but um yeah I, I just kind of decided that I needed something of my own to focus on that you know in my spare time I would enjoy and kind of almost as a hobby I guess but like a business you know a business as well because I kind of find that interesting mm. um and so as, as as that relationship kind of fizzled out um Ghost Club become became kind of more and more, you know, kind of crossed over, you know, that ramped up a little bit more for me. And, you know, I was start, you know, came up with the name, um, got all of the social media handles, um, got the website URL. And then I said, unless you did that, you might have done that. But um, but yeah, kind of got this original design pack um that I commissioned from a designer so it's just like a bunch of logos and I think that's what I came to you with and originally we'd started off along these lines of kind of like this small brand pack and it was kind of like this little ghost with with hands um and kind of like a monkey a scary monkey face and some text and like we were just playing around you know I, I hit you up and just just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna enjoy this as much doing this on my own as I would with doing it with a friend and you know considering we'd remained friends for what is like 17 or 18 years I guess um mm. you seem like the, the 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 kind of person that you know we'd always worked alongside each other mm. in different different initiatives you know mainly music I guess um be it kind of you in bands or um actually yeah mainly you in bands um and uh and, and and me trying to help help your career along the way um mm. but yeah this was just something something new that I, I i thought we could kind of get our teeth stuck into and you know i guess it's you know ultimately this is kind of what's brought us probably even closer as friends um mm. having having this kind of common thread that you know like i mean we speak to each other pretty much every day you know bar mm. maybe the week bar maybe the weekends so yeah so that's that's kind of like the i kind of the the origin of how it started why it started and kind of like up to the point i guess where you know i hit you up to sort of see if you were interested i guess i guess from yeah i guess it might be interesting to find out kind of why what was interesting to you about it and kind of why mm -hmm. you came on board and then we can kind of maybe explore kind of like what happened next yeah, man. I mean, so um, I guess likewise, there like we'd worked together on a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you've managed one of my bands. You signed another. Uh, there's always been that working relationship. Um, so I, I guess with any side hustle or any project, like the relationship is really key um, in terms of certainly in terms of longevity. Um, 
Definitely not in terms of making money. Spending money, we kick ass at spending money. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that idea of working together on something. And again, like I said, after Closer Heroes, I, I, I wanted to do something again. Um, because a big part of uh, the, the art form of a clothing company is that, that self-expression where um, you, you're, you're sort of designing something that you think is cool. And then when other people like buy into that, there's like an amazing sense of validation with that, which is really cool. And you don't get that with other design work, um, you know, and because it's so subjective. So, so the opportunity to uh, work on something like that again um, is really cool. And then uh, um, it kind of snowballed, I guess. We, we, we sort of, we found our rhythm, didn't we, with uh, the, the designs and, um, it, it's everything started to fall into place and we we developed like a really cool brand yeah um, so hang on hang, hang on so this is probably like what late 2019 right yes yeah 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 Yeah. things started really started moving in 2019 yeah so yeah late late 2019 we were kind of like spending quite a lot of time around my dining room table kind mm. of with, on laptops putting well <laughs> i say putting designs together me watching you put designs together um, and, and, and telling and telling you whether I liked it or not, um, and then kind of like getting you know getting mock-ups of t-shirts kind of sent out to us, and kind of like trying mm. to figure out the sizing of things and trying to find suppliers yeah. and whatnot. Um, yeah, I and, and, the, the the first round of mock-ups we did were rubbish, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. So <laughs> so 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 we. I mean, even before then, it was kind of us commissioning designers to start putting together things for the brand mm, yeah so so we we were kind of getting branding elements from designers and we were you know giving them some idea of a rough guideline of what we wanted and i guess i guess it's kind of the the brand has always i guess our vision for the brand has kind of always been kind of like this alternative all saints kind of vibe Mm. but probably not ending up hitting that ending up probably a little bit more simplistic and graphic based mm -hmm. um, mainly due to kind of production restrictions but so it ended up probably being a little bit more streetwear than it did kind of you know alternative streetwear and a kind of bit more tees and hoodies than maybe kind of like you know plaid shirts and kind of uh, kind of like I don't know, cool custom bespoke stuff um, that I think we have aspirations to get to at some point, but we haven't quite mm. got there yet. So yeah. So anyway, so yeah, 2019, we were kind of commissioning these uh, designs and then trying to figure out companies to work with to not only get the sort of, uh, I guess the blanks to print them on, but also kind of deciding what printing methods to get them printed uh, with, uh, and I, I, I remember that our first run of stuff, we, and we, we won't mention any companies, but um, we got them digitally printed, and it didn't, it, it they, they did a bad job. Um, it was kind of like, just really ropey, and we mm. ended up kind of taking them back and just going, we're not paying for these, um, and having to figure out, kind of going, oh, let's let's figure out a different way to do this. And, you know, we might have to, cause the, the advantage of digital, like printing, like print on demand is that you can obviously, you know, manage, you know, you're not sitting on a load of stock. You're kind of printing when you need it. Yeah. Um, which, which would have been great if the quality was there, but yeah. uh, for this instance, it wasn't. Yeah. And so we ended up going through, another company for screen printing and kind of going, going down that route. And I think before we even did that, we were, we were you know, speaking to this company and getting samples, right? We're getting samples of hoodies, mm. getting samples of tees, mm. samples of hats, um, different color swatches. Um, yeah. And just, just, just trying to figure out, I guess, the collection, this mm. first, co first collection, that we were going to do. And at, alongside this, we were still developing kind of like the brand identity, the logos, the designs, mm. um, and trying to figure out 
you know, like all of the things that comes come, comes along with that, you know, the, the e-commerce side of things, the it down to kind of like how much money we're going to spend on stock to the size splits and the ratios that we're, we're having to order. So we're not going to have too many smalls or we're not going to have too many extra, extra larges. Um, and, you know, it, at the beginning, you don't really know. Yeah. It was pretty hard, hard graph actually at the beginning, like because the, the attention to detail was so important for this launch. Like everything, we needed to get it as perfect as we possibly could. Give us the best chance, right? Well, we, we were we were going for you know, like the what we had both said to each other is we we're going for the highest quality blank garments that we can afford. Yeah, and and we're going for you know we're not we're not just going to go and get. Gildan shirts, leave the tag in the back of the neck and print one front print, one color, Yeah, you know, which, which is kind of like, you know, putting a t-shirt together 101, um, which is what we have done in the past. Um, so this time it was kind of like, okay, let's get, you know, let's get a collection together. Let's get really great quality garments. Let's, you know, put together something that we're, 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 we're proud of. Let's make sure that, um, you know, so we had like printed in an X, we had great quality blanks, we had front and back prints, we had like hem tags on all of our garments. So we had this really solid kind of overall feel to every product. And once we had that nailed, it was really kind of going, okay, cool, we've got these cool products what do we do with this to market these products and how mm. do we how do we capture these products but not just taking photos of the products or products on a model but like how do we how do we build this kind of lifestyle aesthetic around it um yeah and this is this is this is when we had money so. <laughs> <laughs> when we had money um so so you know we kind of you know my you know, my aspiration was kind of a little bit more bold than maybe I guess most company, you know, super small like us clothing companies can afford. So, you know, my aspiration was just like, okay, let's go to Spain. Let's let's hire out a villa. Yeah, let's yeah. let's take take some friends with us. Let's bring a photographer. Let's bring a videographer, and we we will just um, yeah, we'll we'll just go and capture some amazing content and have a holiday as well. Yeah, so, uh, so twenty nineteen, we basically um, put in the hard graft to to get everything looking good. Uh, we were really happy with the products. What was being produced was awesome. The next step was the the photo shoot and the the visual as, uh, aesthetics, and there was very much a, a go big go home kind of uh, mentality to it all. And so twenty twenty rolls around, and uh, we're booking our flights to Spain. Everything is going smoothly. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so yeah, so we've 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 booked our tickets. We're flying into Barcelona, and then we're going to hire a minivan. And yeah. we 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 travel um, an hour outside. I think it's about an hour. And yeah, an hour outside of Barcelona into what essentially is kind of like the beachfront and hills of uh, a place called Sitges. Yeah, is that how you it. say it? Yeah, Sitges. Oh, exactly. And uh, it's kind of staggered. So like. I fly out there with my friend Ben, who's a videographer, and our friend Felix, who's a photographer. And we go out there first for a recce day. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're, we're walking around. We get, you know, we, we've, we've hired out this van. We're on the beachfront. Um, you know, and it, it sounds kind of like more luxurious than it, it, I guess it was but we're not on like a Miami beachfront in a penthouse or anything, but we, we're in a villa. We're on this, we're on this beachfront. And so we're, we, we kind of get all of our stuff. We, we go and do this recce day. So we've gone into the Hills. We've gone into the old town. Ben's got his video camera. Felix has got his, um, his camera. And we are, we're, we're just driving around trying to find some cool spots. And then the next day, um, or later that day, I think, um, Nick and Jess join us, um, mm -hmm. and uh, and and we we kind of plan to get up at the absolute crack of dawn um, to go and do this shoot. 
um, on the beach, which is where a lot of our photos came from. It's kind of like Nick and Jess kind of holding hands, running across uh, the beachfront at dawn. Yeah. Um, so it's on the rocks. Yeah, it's across the beach. It's on the promenade. And we, we caught some really good stuff there. Um, we're yeah. very lucky to kind of like, you know, have some talented friends who kind of did us favors and came out with us and didn't charge us a huge amount of money for, for their time. Then we got told that there's this pandemic coming, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we get, we get told that there's this, that, you know, like, I, I, I guess we've probably knew about it already. We probably knew about, I'm trying to rack my brains here, but we, we knew about COVID. Yeah. But, but, but at this point, I don't think any decisions had been made about any sort of lockdowns across the globe, just generally. Nah. And so we, we, we were out there just being like, oh, this, this will be fine. It's just really quiet yeah. here. You know, like, yeah. wow, we've got this whole place to ourselves. And, and then Spain decides to have like this national lockdown and, you know, the, the flights out. I think we arrived on a, maybe a Friday and the flight, the last flights out were on a Monday. And we were planning to stay maybe a bit longer than that, I think, maybe. I can't remember. Uh, so I, I remember because I, I flew out late. So I can't remember what day I came out. Yeah, you flew out. So we so we'd heard you were like, country- don't bother coming. There's a pandemic. And I was like, no, I don't want to miss out on the fun. The pandemic will blow over. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that like we, we were kind of told that like it might be hard to get out of the country. And you were like, no, yeah. no, I'm still I'm, I'm coming. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> so I, I, I got there and I landed in Spain and like the airport was deserted. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is, this is weird. And then I uh, met up with you guys and, and um, then we did a shoot that day. And it was kind of cool because like no one was around. Yeah, it was deserted. Um, deserted. Yeah, like we, I remember getting some really cool shots of me skateboarding down that highway in Spain. Like we would have never been able to do that. Yeah, like um, so. Yeah, like I, it, I, I, there was like a legit kind of curfew, kind of like stay in your houses, yeah. do not leave. And mm. there was, you know, just trying to remember back. But I think like convenience stores were open. Some things were open. Like so, mm. at one point we managed to hire scooters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. You know, so we terrifying. hired. So that that's where the that's where some of the shots on this really long highway where you were kind of completely. Um, kind of allowed to skateboard down the middle of this highway it came from because we we'd taken these scooters and the minivan kind of like as this l- little procession all the way kind of like uh, just 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 around Sitges and yeah like that's that you know that was one of the areas that we um, that we got some really cool shots I mean there were some places that we were trying to get shots so there was the, the original reason that we went to this particular place was this abandoned water park. Do you oh, remember? Yeah. yeah so yeah, there was yeah. this really, really cool abandoned water park that like just looked like a dream to shoot in. Mm. Um, it was kind of like this post-apocalyptic kind of vibe, um, you know, kind of like empty swimming pools, broken slides, kind of like, you know, old kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of like kids toys and stuff scattered around and, yeah, it was just it, it. It looked really cool in the kind of like the, the the internet photos that we saw of it. And then we, when we got there, we found it really hard to get in. We had to kind of like talk to some security or some was it security? Yeah, some security people who were there because they were they, what they'd done is they basically started changing it into a golf course, like a mini golf course. I think. Oh really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And we we kind of had to ask for for permission to kind of go go and shoot in there but it just wasn't worth shooting in and then there was this other place which is like this abandoned like um kind of it's what do you call it like i guess it's a a, a car race circuit which ha- kind of has these sloping sides all around the track oh yeah and it, yeah yeah and and that that looked epic but we got chased off there um by security again so there was a few places that we just did you know we we we, we attempted and you know mm. but it wasn't successful um, but it was really cool being able to come back to the apartment and have kind of a group of people who have done like, you know, it ends up being quite hard days work because you're on your feet all day. You mm. know, pe- people are, you know, consistently ha- either having to be models or shooting or carrying clothes around. And you've got up at like, I don't know, five in the morning 
Um, but coming back and seeing some of the results and kind of going, wow, this just takes our brand to this whole new level yeah. because it just set us apart from everything that was out there previously. Yeah. Uh, it just looked so much stronger because we had the weather, we had palm trees, we had, you know, scooters, we had kind of happy bottles, we had, you know, really good, you know, videographers and photographers with us. And it just ended up being, you know, coming together really nicely. Um, yeah. Apart from the fact that, you know, uh, on the Sunday, everything was closed and we had to kind of like dodge, dodge police cars trying to send us back yeah. to our apartment. Yeah, yeah, I remember and, that. And, and, and we had the stress of trying to um, come back. Um, yeah, we had the stress of having to try and come back on the and book new flights to come back on the on the Monday, and then we had people's partners freaking out that we would be bringing back COVID. Yeah, I remember that. You know, and so we had like you know people people's kind of like families just going, yeah, when you come back, you're staying in the spare room. It was wild. Like I remember, uh, yeah, everyone's uh, flights was were getting cancelled, and we um, we then uh, how many of there was what six of us, and uh, and I think we were like flying into like three, or maybe four different airports or something. So all of our flight times were really obscure. Most of you guys had a really early flight. Mine was a little bit later, but then we also had to figure out how to get all the clothing back. So we're like. I remember layering up wearing like multiple t-shirts and hoodies and stuff and trying to cram all this stuff in because I only came out with a backpack like I was there for literally 24 hours. Yeah, and, I, th I uh, think I think I think what happened is that we 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 booked flights out there with luggage space, right, to take things out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um but then actually coming back, like we it was so expensive to actually get that luggage space coming back that we were just like let's not do that. Let's just try try and just kind of stuff it down as much as possible and just take it back like that i mean they you know it, it's not it definitely wasn't all kind of fun and glamour i mean you know we were spending kind of like evenings ironing clothes and yeah. hang, you know you know hanging clothes up and you know scouting for locations trying to figure out flights um so i remember landing uh back in i think it was gatwick i flew into and uh, we landed and the pilot said um, something along the lines of, you know, welcome back to the UK. Uh, this is the last flight um, from Spain to England. And um, who knows when we'll be going again. And at that point, I was like, wow, this this pandemic thing, this is this is real. Like, what what is this going to look like? And I remember saying to you, like, do you like, should we hold off launching this clothing company? Because we were we were going to launch it early, weren't we? Yeah, but initially, right? Initially, it was like a two-week lockdown. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so like, this was so we. This was what tail end of February for us, or no? This when was this? When like March? I think it was in March. So what? What? Whatever Mid dates. March. Whatever dates things started closing down. Um, mm. We we flew back, and I guess it was kind of like okay, well, it's 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 two weeks of lockdown, like a kind of like a circuit breaker type vibe, yeah. where everything apart from essential things were going to close, and we're all wearing masks probably. Um, and I guess it was, you know, a conversation between you and I that we we bought all of this stock and then gone and done this photo shoot, and we were probably. I don't know, essentially maybe like, I don't know, four or five grand in the hole, I guess, mm. um, where we were just like, okay, cool. Well, we need to recoup some of this money so we can start, you know, not only store some cash back, but also, you know, start this brand. So we're not just sitting on stock and not doing anything. And I guess the, the, the conversation between you and I was like, okay, well, is this really bad taste to be kind of launching this mm. clothing brand at the, start of a pandemic um where it looks like all of our photos are everybody having fun and you know <laughs> on holiday and it's sunny and no one's got a care in the world um and is that us kind of focusing on the wrong things at that particular time i guess yeah i mean it's a fair point all i remember thinking was um 
this this pandemic will blow over. We should launch afterwards. And you're yeah, like, yeah. nah, let, let's 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 just push on. Let's go for it. Which ultimately was 100 percent the right decision. Um, but you know what? I, I don't think it even occurred to me at the time that the photography and all the videography would um, um, rub people up the wrong way. Uh, in fact, it didn't for the first year. It was only, I don't know if you remember this, but it was only when we celebrated our first birthday and there was still like, the pandemic was still a thing, um, that people, um, or one person probably, uh, made some negative comments about it. And that, that was like a year on, you know? But on the whole, it was received really well, wasn't it? Like we had an amazing first year given the fact that, you know, the, the world was the way it was. To begin with, I think it was like, one or two mates in the UK had bought something and we were like, okay, mm. all right, well, this isn't going as maybe as quick as maybe we'd hoped. Um, but then through starting some Facebook advertising, more people became aware of it. Mm. And yeah, we just ended up kind of like, there would just be people that we didn't know buying our stuff. And we were like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. And then that kind of, you know, trickled out to kind of like people from other countries buying, you know, ghost club stuff. And it's like, oh, wow, we got something from Sweden. Oh, like there's this thing from Australia. Yeah. Uh, like somebody from Hong Kong's bought something. Wow. Okay. This, yeah, is, this, is, this is really cool. Somebody from Japan's bought something. Um, and then it was like, the, the, I guess the next thing after that, it was like somebody's bought their second order from us. And so you're like, oh, like there's repeat customers. You know, people like this brand enough to buy it twice. You know, and, you know, obviously that's, that, that's gone on from there. And we've, we've, you know, we've got custom, you know, customer base now that, you know, some people have, you know, made like five orders over the last few years, you know, mm. and, for that type of brand loyalty to kind of manifest, you know, I, that, that, that's great. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. And I, I like, I like that idea because it kind of, they, you know, I'm not quite sure what reasons they're coming back for. Maybe it's the fit, maybe it's the quality, maybe it's the, um, maybe it's the designs, um, you know, may, maybe it's the way that we, we kind of market through our photos and our videos, you know, maybe it's, you know, maybe, maybe it's the branding, like, I'm not sure, you know, it could be any of those things. It could be a, you know, a combination of quite a few of those things, which would be, you know, which is, which is great, but you know, it, it's, it's nice to see, I guess, how, how much it has developed from that initial concept through kind of playing around with it to, you know, putting a website together to figuring out kind of how to capture content and, you know, um, build our social media to, you know, trying to work out um, just e-commerce and, you know, advertising, you know, digital advertising, working with influencers, you know, and, 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 and kind of building building brand and building brand loyalty and building that building that kind of consumer base where we're just like this this is this is cool people like our like our stuff yeah absolutely so we've launched um people are digging it which is uh, amazing um and uh before we know it we've got to produce another line or another range uh ready for winter um and we're still in a pandemic so we're, we're trying to figure that out um and uh, our budget, um, uh, there's budget restraints, but there's also, um, we're not able to fly out anywhere exotic. Um, and so we're having to kind of rethink how we, how we do it. Um, do you want to talk into that a little bit, kind of like the thought process um, and uh, how we, sort of how we executed that next range for ready for, for Christmas, I guess, and the build up towards Christmas and, and all that sort of stuff. So I'm pretty sure we were late, right? Um, and oh, yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel like as a brand, we're, we're always late for holidays. We're always just like, yeah, we'll get our Christmas range done. Uh, yeah, 1st of December, <laughs> launch it on the 1st of December. And then yeah. you've probably got about 17 days before the Royal Mail won't let you post anything anymore to get to get to a customer for Christmas. So, yeah, yeah. we're not we're not we're not very good at that. Um, but yeah, at, throw in a pandemic as well. Um, 
you know, because I guess everything's having supply chain issues um, mm. at that point. And it's it, it's also trying to figure out kind of like how we can do what I can't even remember if we're in lockdown or not. So the second one we did, we did two shoots. We did one in Guildford with Holly and Kadeem, and then we went to Oxford um, and did the other shoot. And we had uh, like the Windbreaker, which was awesome. Uh, we had a load, loads of beanies um, and a few new designs, but it was, it was like variations of some of the other stuff. It was, it was a really good collection. Mm-mm. So we, yeah, so we had, yeah, so we had, yeah, that was, that was actually probably one of the better things collection wise that we did. Cause we kind of expanded upon a, the, the initial range that we did. So we had kind of like, yeah, some more, more interesting colors, you know, uh, or colorways, you know, we had more skews. Um, we had a, a broader selection of models. Um, we had an equally good talented set of photographers working with us yeah we did we had uh higgy on that one right so i think i think we had felix for the first one uh yeah. and i think we had matt higgs yeah. um for, for the second one that we did in oxford but um yeah no that that was that was a super cool cool time to be kind of rolling stuff out and you know it was kind of us our first sort of foray into kind of like i guess working with some slightly higher profile influencers um, and trying to work out how best to, you know, manage, manage our relationships with them. But I guess go, going back, actually, talking about models in general, we've been really lucky with some of our models and some of our models have been absolutely fantastic and great to work with. Mm. But we've, we've also had some, like, really flaky models that kind of bail out last minute or mm. commit to some commit to something and a price that you're going to pay mm. them and then decide that they can't do it for that price anymore or they just don't show up or you can't get hold of them or they start talking to you on social media agree to do something and then just absolutely disappear and you've got this shoot booked you've got other models booked you've got a photographer booked you've got all of the clothes ready you may have taken some time off your day-to-day job to go and do this. And then mm. some dickhead decides that actually they want another couple hundred quid to model for you. Mm. And, you know, I hope they listen to this part of the podcast because, you know, they, they really need to understand how much of an impact that has on small brands. Yeah. You know, and if, you, and if you're going to commit something and if you're going to commit to a price and a date, yeah, unless you're ill or unless you've got like a family emergency, yeah, just you know stick to your word and actually show up and do the job mm. because it's it's so frustrating and it has such a knock-on effect to everything else yeah um but yeah anyway that's that's just a, a mini rant um <laughs> on not all models obviously but like just the professionalism that it really requires to be um i guess to get ahead and to get a good reputation as a I don't know, a small independent kind of non-agency model. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the record, everyone, every model that you see in all of our photos that we post, every single one of them have been amazing to work with and have done a brilliant job for us. Um, and, just, trying uh, to think if, just trying to think if anyone hasn't. No, I think you're right. I think, <laughs> I think everyone's been really cool. A lot, you know, some, some of the people that we've worked with as well, you know, dig the brand, some people, you were telling me a story the other day that, you know, one of one of the models actually after the shoot bought a load of stuff. Yeah, and, which is uh, really sweet. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, which, 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 was, which was great. Um, yeah. It was very kind. It, yeah, it was super kind. I mean, I, I think, uh, like, on reflection of all of this, like the photo shoots and, and all the different things, what's been really cool and has, uh, has been really important to us is, like, the relationships and the kind of community that we've been building with the various different people we work with um like that that's been a big part of it like we we want to work with people who are are really cool and and um kind of get the brand and and are up for just kind of getting involved and, and a good fun and um 
you know, we've been really fortunate to, on the most part, you know, have that, which has been really good. And we've built some really good friendships with some of these guys. I mean, so, someone we haven't talked about, and, and maybe we can try and get them on the podcast, but uh, the the um, illustrator who designed a lot of the early uh, assets that we use for, well, we still use now. So like, yeah, so our two Ghost Club text-based logos came from uh, a guy called Matt, who uh, goes under the name Alesso in um, on, on Instagram and uh, yeah, is it Alesso Design or Alesso Illustration? One of those. But yeah, I mean, he's he's great. So yeah, big love to Alesso. He was yeah, awesome. big big love to Alesso. Big love to uh, Ilwuki as well. Ilwuki did some designs for us. So the the skull is is from him. And uh, just trying to think who else that we've kind of used. I mean, a lot of the stuff you've kind of put together. Or it's, we've... it's been a, like a real collaborative effort, ultimately. Um, it ha- it is, has, but, yeah, but do you know really what? Cool. But do you know what? There are, I, I, like some models, some designers, yeah, very difficult. Like we found this, we found this amazing design that we both really love. Oh yeah. Right. And um, we were like, this is awesome. This is, this is what we should, this is what we should find and commission or purchase as as some of our next designs some you know next collection and instant message this guy on instagram didn't reply okay cool had to try and find out who he was found him on twitter um who and he was you know he had he had these designs on his twitter as well so we're like it's definitely him yeah. messaged him on, messaged, messaged him on twitter and it's like i don't do design this isn't me and i'm like mm, what so yeah i mean some people some some people and, you know, like in, in, in every line of business, there's always going to be like road bumps or people that aren't, aren't your people and aren't people that are, you know, good to work with. Um, and I guess it's just, 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 you know, for us to kind of acknowledge that and politely move on from it. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that really helps us is people that go above and beyond who will help you out. So we have friends, um, shout out to Nick, um, uh, especially shout out to Matt Higgs. Um, you know, there's, there's a few people out there that have really helped us, um, and, and supported us, you know, and even to the point of like, just, just friends who have bought stuff like, you know, Matt Simmons, you know, shout out to Mm. him, you know, um, Bali who works for nuclear blast shout out to him. He, he, he's regularly buying stuff and supporting his friends, which is rad. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I, I love that we kind of have ended up surrounded by people who are, you know, not only into the band brand. Well, I hope they are. I hope it's not like just people pitying us. <laughs> sympathy purchases. Sy- yeah. It's just, a, we've, we've just had thousands of sympathy purchases. Yeah. Just from pe- <laughs> people, people all around the world. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like my mum or your mum or something, just giving people money and just going, "Can you just buy some stuff? Make them feel good." A hundred percent. That's exactly what's been going on. <laughs> it, it genuinely could be. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. It's, it's it, you know, I feel like we've we've got to a position now where although things maybe are not as booming as they were initially, um, I, I still think the the brand that we have is crazy strong and mm. the, the the fan base and the people around us that we have who support it is, is just super positive. And, you know, I think we've both said, even if this doesn't make a lot of money, there's, there's, there's still a lot to be said for doing it. Um, yeah. Mainly because I guess, you know, the one thing, you know, that I, I, you know, for me anyway, as I said earlier, is like, you know, it's brought me and you closer as friends, which is great. Mm. Um, you know, to, you know, to the point where it's like, maybe, you know, five years ago, you wouldn't be coming around to my parents' house around Christmas time with your wife and kid and, you know, our kids playing together and stuff like that. Um, so I, we've definitely formed a, a closer bond through this, which is, which is great. Um, and that, that's something I'm, I'm really sort of, uh, you know, happy about, but it's, it's just an outlet as well that, doesn't feel like it has a lot of pressure on us. Uh, it's kind of like this creative outlet that we can we can kind of utilize to put stuff that we're proud of out into mm. the world. And 
you know, it, 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 even if it's, you know, a handful of people that are buying stuff, it, you know, if it's a hundred or if it's, you know, 500 or a thousand, you know, if, if people are buying, buying stuff and enjoying wearing it, it's, it's kind of like, okay, well, that didn't exist before us. Mm. You know, yeah, sure. That hoodie did, you could have bought that hoodie, but you know, the things that we added to it and the way that we put it into photographs and videos and the way that we maybe connected with that, that customer and the way that we have, you know, maybe they've had problem problems with the website, or maybe they've had problems with the, you know, the postage or something. And hopefully the, the connection that we've had with them through our customer service, you know, when, and I, I say customer service is just me or you talking to them, yeah. um, you know, and just trying to resolve their problems as best possible. You know, I, I, I just hope that from the beginning that they, they see something on Instagram or a mate introduces them to the brand that their experience of it has been nothing but positive. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. Well, um, some of the, uh, some of the, 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 the guys that you were talking about, some of the names that you dropped, we, we, uh, we've got to try and get them on the podcast and have a chat with them. Um, because, uh, some of these guys, um, you know, they're full-time photographers, uh, or whatever, but certainly our models, they're not full-time models. They do other things. And it's really cool to kind of hear their stories and, their relationship with Ghost Club and what it is that they're doing. So it'd be great to get um, Nick on and, and Higgy and uh, it'd be great to get Ben on who did our original video, which I don't think and you can, you might be able to find it on YouTube, but it was a phenomenal video that he, he put together. It's um, on our Instagram. Oh, is it? It's on our Instagram. Sweet. Yeah. I think, I think it's on like the, uh, like a reel or, or something. Yeah. It's probably turned into a reel. I think they turn yeah, oh, cool. videos, videos into a reel, right? Uh, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, we're fast running out of time and there's still a lot of the story to, to tell. Um, I mean, what, what's your, um, I guess your takeaway for the last, uh, how long we've been doing this, like three years, four years. Um, no, because, no, uh, no, 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 hang on. It's not that long. That's not that long. Let's, let, let's, let's, let's try and be accurate with that. It's 2019, end of 2019. So let's say 2020. So like I, it's what, so all of 2020, all of 21, all of 22, we're just in 23. So three years. Okay. So, um, you know, we started pretty strong. There were some uncertainties. Uh, we overcame various challenges. We had a great first year. Uh, we were a little bit late to release, um, the kind of follow up, but that was received really well. We had another solid, I guess, six months after that. Well, we had another good year, I think, and then, then things took a turn um, where we began to rely a lot on um, advertising, um, and uh, those there were issues with how advertising worked, uh, thanks to the uh, the good people at Apple, um, which we won't bore you with those details, but it it, it massively had an impact on. Um, how many people were seeing the brand, which ultimately had an impact on uh, how many units we were able to sell. Um, and it's been really tough to recover from that. Uh, we then pivoted a little bit to try and find a way to um, reduce our overheads, um, which was an idea we were really excited for, um, but uh, ultimately it didn't really play out how we hoped. So now fast forward to kind of the end of 2022, um, we did this collab with um, Get A Real Job Kid who did this amazing piece of artwork for us. And uh, we've, we've kind of uh, returned to our roots, back to kind of the, 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 the vision and the ideas that got us pumped for Ghost Club in, in the beginning. We sort of returned to that idea um, we're doing really like real small runs um, high quality products um, and we're here now in January 2023 and the future is really unknown um, we're, we're quite excited for the possibilities um, but what are your kind of like that that's a brief kind of overview of the last three years what, what's your um, your takeaway uh, and what are you sort of uh, hoping we can achieve this this year yeah, well, look, I, I, I think that the fact that we've been able to get on after a, I don't know, a year and a half of whatever of threatening each other about getting on to do a podcast and we're actually doing it, <laughs> and I, I found I found it less scary than I thought I would. Um, 
was a bit concerned about my hair and how that's going to look in in the videos and stuff if this is on video but um i i i i'm just keen on trying to give people more insight into the personality behind a brand because i don't think the brands in 2023 unless they were set up a long time ago and they're big already i don't think brands in 2023 really work without some sort of visibility behind the curtain and you know um being able to expose the personality and the kind of mission the ethos the vibe behind the products and the brand um i think without that it's a bit faceless and you know we've been running in for the last three years you know in enjoying our time and surrounding ourselves with good people but i think it's it's probably you know a re- just really good timing right now to start kind of giving people that behind the scenes look of how this all works and you know that sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not so great and the things that you can get out of it the things that you maybe you should avoid um and you know especially like things you know if you're starting up your your own t-shirt business or clothing brand or any brand just kind of like what sort of stuff works in 2023 i mean like does does influencer marketing work these days you know mm. uh that does you know to, to actually sell products um rather than just awareness um because there's a there's a there's a ton of businesses out there that can you know domino's pizza okay cool so you can you can be an influencer and advertise domino's pizza cool but domino's pizza just wants the stats of how many people have seen that or interacted with that or liked that post, right? They're not going to go, oh, did we have a huge uplift of, you know, this particular type of pizza? You know, they're not going to be able to attribute it to that particular influencer, you know, because we're kind of this product that if you work with influencers, then you you will be able to see that direct correlation because because it's like okay that's that's the the main bit of marketing that we're currently doing and if we see an uplift it's because of that you know yeah. and it's the set it and it's the same thing for like digital advertising which you know on well used to be facebook now meta but on instagram and 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 facebook which now is pretty pretty cost prohibitive to really mm. use um for small businesses um like the the cost to actually sell something or you know is pretty high but then there's 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 a you know there's also a conversation where it's like okay well yeah it might be high to sell that initial product and get that initial conversion but you know actually that cost of customer acquisition yeah is actually maybe pretty low so if it costs you like I don't know five quid to somebody to buy something hopefully your brand's strong enough that you'll be able to you know, convert that into multiple orders and bring them into your community and give value to them. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they become part of your tribe. Um, mm. So, so there's, there, there's a lot that I'd like to explore and unpack in, in this podcast. I'd love to talk about kind of um, the, 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 the marketing techniques that, you know, we've tried, used, uh, things that have gone right, things that have gone wrong. Love to, you know, talk about the people around us. Um, yeah uh i you know i'd love to talk about the, the 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 pros and cons of you know buying buying kind of stock in bulk versus you know using a print on demand company you know there, there's there's a lot that i think that could be super useful for people and for us to be able to potentially answer questions as well mm. i'd like that um but most of all i'm looking to uh you know read read new quotes from my daily diary at the beginning of each <laughs> podcast well, there you go, man. That would be a feature that we do every month. Well, this is it. I, do you know I'd like some features on the podcast as well. Well, I, I was thinking it'd be really cool. Like one of the things we talked about was um, like really uh, getting to know like the community or at least those that are fans of the brand or, or um, have bought a lot of stuff. So this is a shout out to um, anyone who has 
bought something from Ghost Club uh, that's listening to this podcast, um, like we want to hear from you. So send in a question. Uh, maybe we'll get you on the podcast and we'll have a chat. Um, we want to know kind of what it is that that you guys are doing. And if there's anyone else out there who wants to start their own brand or has got some ideas or, or has uh, got some questions about starting your own your own brand, whatever, um, you know. We're, we're not going to pretend that we have all the answers. I mean, we will pretend that we have all the answers. Um, but, you know, sometimes these things are just really helpful to talk about. And, uh, and so we want to offer that platform to have that conversation. Um, so if that's you, if you want to have a chat with us, send me an email, uh, matt at ghostclub.co. That's M-A-T-T at ghostclub.co. Um, or you can find uh, some contact details uh, at the Ghost Club website, which is ghostclub.co. Um, send some, uh, some some questions in, some requests, uh, some jokes, whatever you want. Um, it'd be cool to uh, kind of read that out and uh, again, just get to know uh, the community a little bit more. And if you want to get to know us a little bit more, you can do that by tuning into the podcast every month. You, you've, you, you've got me hooked now though. Like I'm, I'm like, can, yeah, can, can, we, can we do this every week? Because this is basically getting, <laughs> this is basically getting me like, our conversations like for the whole week out in one go i like and so <laughs> i i, I feel yeah right i feel like our wives and girlfriends will thank us right just to clarify i only have one wife and no girlfriends um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah when I, when I when i was talking about wives and girlfriends i met matt's wife and his multiple girlfriends yeah of course you did <laughs> <laughs> awesome man well i think um we need to talk any other business so if, you, if you've got this far in the podcast, first of all, thank you. You're a legend. Um, and we want to reward you with 30% off anything uh, at ghostclub.co. Using ghostclub30, get 30% off um, and uh, get there while stocks last. We have limited stock on some old stuff. And um, all of the collab stuff we did with uh, Get A Real Job Kid, um, we've got limited runs on that. So get it while you still can. Um, it's 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 brilliant piece of uh, of artwork and, and product, and we're gonna try and get them on the podcast. I think for the next episode, uh, which would be really cool. So we're gonna try and make that happen. The other thing I thought would be really cool is um, we uh, say so for those that uh, don't know, both Leo and I are heavily involved in uh, the music industry, both from a performance perspective, but also from business perspective. And I thought it'd be really cool to talk about music that um, we're into right now. Um, like what 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 band uh, should people be checking out? Just give me one. Just give me one. Can I give you two? All right, give me two. So I, I'll give you. All right, okay. I'll give you one that I'm working with that I really enjoy. Yeah. So okay. uh, people should check out uh, Acres from the UK. Oh yeah. Uh, signed to the label that I work with, uh, Wolf at Your Door Records. Uh, they've got a new record out, Burning Throne, third of uh, March. It's. Awesome. Uh, absolutely banging but an artist that i don't work with but friends of mine do that i just adore at the moment is this uh us band called Dayseeker. okay cool yeah so they you should definitely go and check out Dayseeker. um they've got a relative new record out now and uh yeah it's it's ace how about you what are you listening to mm. i um have discovered this band i think it's a band or, or an artist um called bill murray and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you sent me this. I sent it to you, and uh, I I don't know much about them, but um, th I I just love uh, how this guy has like abused all these different genres and somehow compiled uh, it into um, just awesome music. So this guy is like using sexy 90s sax mixed with like death metal and somehow it, it works beautifully so um you can find him on uh, on spotify um i think it's really cool really quirky i'm into it let's draw this episode to a close i just want to do a quick shout out to Jono, who um he wrote and then recorded the our intro music our epic intro music um so big love to Jono. you're a legend and also alex 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 um, from Misery Kids, uh, which is a band that I play for. Alex, um, he uh, he put together the like cool kind of trip hop music. Uh, yeah, that's great. So yeah, um, so those two guys who um, have helped us out with this podcast are legends. So yeah, thanks thank guys. You, thank you, chaps.
Did, did we did we say like and subscribe give us five stars no we didn't do you want to say that yeah i'd like to say uh like subscribe give us five stars comment what else do you do put notifications on yeah uh i mean that sounds more like youtube but i mean it doesn't hurt to try and do that i guess yeah do all, do all the good things that you can do for a podcast yeah wherever you're listening to this so on Spotify, I think you can like rate it five stars, right? So I'll be doing that later myself. <laughs> I think I've already done it, actually. I think I've already done it. I think we've got five stars. Oh, great. Well, that's yeah, good. I'm pretty sure. Have you done it? Uh, no, I haven't. But I will do that straight away. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think you probably should. Uh, do you know what? what we also, that? yeah, we also have a, a Ghost Club playlist. Yes. Talk about the Ghost Club playlist. Yeah, so a playlist on Spotify that we'll link in the description and each episode that we do for the podcast will have a new updated playlist for you guys to check out alongside the podcast. Cool. And this will include some of the music we talk about um, and various other bits, right? Yeah, so we'll, we'll include the stuff that we've spoken about, Bill Murray, Dayseeker, Acres, Misery Kids. So yeah, so this, this podcast will have some of that in um, and a ton of other stuff that we're into at the moment. Um, yeah. But for now, I think that's us. Yeah. So find us on socials, drop us an email with some questions. Great way to stay in touch with what we're doing is uh, subscribing to our mail list. So if you haven't done that yet, go to ghostclub.co. You can subscribe um, and we'll let you know when new episodes are dropping, when we've got deals going on clothing um, and uh, wonderful other surprises. Um, but for now, I'll see you on the flip-flop. See you on the flip-flop too. <laughs> <laughs> the Bare Bones Podcast.